tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Love it. Gets you in the mood for the show. Oh, yes. It's Thursday night. We're talking Louie. Yes. <laughs> We're here at AfterBuzzTV.com for the Louie After Show, Season 5, Episode 3. I didn't catch the episode title. Nor I thought did I it was called it down there. Know What This Is All About. but That sounds right. That sounds know What This right. Is All About. If you're watching us on uh, AfterBuzzTV.com, <clears throat> thank you so much. I'll be checking in the chat roll. To cop, s- a cop story. A cop story. Oh, I'm just making things up. That's literally, That's- it's all in your form, but... But if you're watching us on AfterBuzzTV.com, be sh- I'll be wow. dropping into the chat roll. I'll Thank you, John, for that sh- shout-out yes. right there, back there. Thank you so much. Yep. Shout-out no to John. He actually turned there. on his mic on purpose this week. <laughs> that was the good part. <laughs> if, you're watching us in, if you're watching us on AfterBuzzTV.com, I'll get back to it. Please feel free to hit up the chat roll. I'll be checking it in periodically. See what you have to say, including correcting me on the episode title. If you're listening to us on iTunes, rate us, subscribe us, share us. Same thing if you're listening to us on SoundCloud. If you're watching us on YouTube, also thank you. Um, same stuff. Those rate are a it. lot of outlets. So we have so many outlets here. Oh my here. gosh. Also, if at any point you're hearing my voice and you have something to say about AfterBuzz TV's After Show of Louie, the hashtag is ABTV Louie. And you can just tweet at us that way. And I'm at Steve Kaufman. Thank you. Oh, wow. You have a lot of fans. <laughs> I'm Jared Gilkerson. You can find me on Twitter. Wow. At Gilkerson Radio. Yes. That's right. And my name is Monis Rose. What's going on, guys? You can find me on Twitter. At, it's at Rest Fiction. Rest Fiction. And um, That's I no, believe... No applause. No, no nothing. <laughs> hey, what up? <laughs> now, he's having a hell of a time. <laughs> we are having a jolly good time. Pretty much. Jolly There's not time. water in these mugs. <laughs> Mine, mine's pure vodka. Is anybody in. else? Gin? There's this gin. I can smell gin. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, whiskey. Whiskey. So we just stand here in dead air and wait for people to tweet at us, right? Yes, that's all we do. That's all. Well, that's come on, let's get into that's this awesome joke. episode that's three. That's the joke I run to death. Um, so Louie is at, looks like a mom-pop place where you buy cooking stuff, and he wanted to look at the copper pots. And the very young, we later learned, 24-year-old what he thought to be just the teller said, yeah, but like those are for people who are real serious about cooking, and I'd have to get the key to, t- to take them out to show them to you, and we're about to close, and then walks away. See, that is at first, to me, that is lazy. That is that is so lazy, you never want to assume anything. I mean, you know, I'm I'm a chef, I'm a cook, and we have this store in Los Angeles called Bargain Fair. I mean, but they not just service, they service all of the great chefs of LA. Mm -hmm. They service the home cooks. They service people who just want to, you know, I mean, and they'll help out anybody. This woman, this Uh 24-year-old, could have cared less. She Was she Asian? I I don't don't see people that way. Oh. 
I know, Me neither. I'm, I'm completely yeah. right. So, so, question: Did that have anything to do with it? Did her? Yeah, by by them bringing the Asian <laughs> thing in, did that have any? I'm still no, perplexed no. by that. That didn't. They just uh, that was just Louis bringing it back to classic like PC America. Just like oh, uh, and it, it, she, she flipped it on. Totally flipped it on. He's he's pissed off at her. He's customers always <laughs> right. You're not helping. Me. I want to spend two grand at your store. If you were the owner, oh, I am the owner. Oh, and then well, I, what I like there was the duality of like a, pre- a prejudice. Her prejudice of just looking him up mm. and down is he's not worth my time yeah. to show him what could possibly be a two three thousand dollar sale. And I'm immediately just having a prejudice there and saying just nope. Not going to do it, and then walk walk away. You own the store, so you don't have to report to anybody. That's how a twenty four year old that owns a store can treat someone. And then we get the other prejudice from Louie, which is she assumes she or he assumes that she can't possibly own this store. So we get like dueling prejudices, which I thought was very well done, very well handled. And then we just like lead into this nice idea about youth versus age. That's the whole episode. I mean, like, that ended up being the the kickoff. Yeah, the, the overall theme of the episode is like the older you get, the less useful you feel. And she kind of put it in perspective. It's like, well, isn't your job as the non youthful to kind of feel useless and dumb? Doesn't that mean you did it right? That's the the argument that he fell into the trap. Mm. He fell into that trap. You know that yeah that this beginning scene. You know, with him and the Asian, it was. <laughs> she ne- we never got her name. Yeah, we never got her the name. Yeah, we can call her the twenty-four year old. That's what Bye. she gets. The twenty-four, twenty-four year old Asian. How about that? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, but it was it, it, for whatever reason it became this debate of the millennial generation versus what the baby boomers, the uh, the Generation X, I guess. Louis Generation. He's right in the middle. He's yeah, because like well, right the, the baby boomers are pretty old now. Yeah, baby boomers are like my grandparents. Yeah, he's and X. I'm yeah, like he would be the tail end, the very be like the tail end or the right. middle of Gen X. Generations are strange because I'm 28 and people people would call me a millennial, whereas I don't like I don't like. I still got the stats on that. Yeah, I don't prescribe to anything that millennials say or what like they say a millennial would be. Like when, right. when I, I was I in still, school, I still call a woman when she gives me her number. I call her. That's right. I'm not. Yeah. Me too. I'm I old school. I think. I think. Sorry to chime in. Please. But I think technically, like it's like 81 and before is Generation X. Okay. And then after that is Generation Y. But Thank you. After that, like Generation Y and Millennials actually kind of crisscross. That's what I've been hearing. That like some people say Thank Millennials. <laughs> some people say Millennials start at like 87, 88. You are welcome. But that's what I was gonna the say. That's what I was going to say. You're having too much fun back there. <laughs> I was told in high school that I was part of Generation Y, which I was completely okay with being a part of. That but apparently now right. I'm a millennial, and I don't get it. All everyone, There's different abbreviations yeah. online. There's different, oh, this to this. But, uh, it's, it, I don't even know. But he, he Louis, in this, he takes this beating. He takes this beating. This woman is calling him, yeah, dumb mm-hmm. or not. And really, first of all, with age, I mean, especially Louis, I mean, I feel, you know, a person older than me, they're they're wise. They have wisdom. You know, yes, this 24-year-old, all right, bravo to her. She owns her own business, but she is stuck up. She has not been humbled. I mean, no. to go through to go through life. Yeah, Ooh. that's right. That's right. I mean, 
to really be a success, you need to be humbled, I feel. I mean, Louis, I mean, here is this, you know, I, I the character, I mean, it's, it's, um, the, the character Lou, I mean, he's, he's been humbled and now he's a success. I mean, mm-hmm. that's wisdom. Here is this woman. Oh yeah. I own this shop. I'm 24. I could do whatever I want and kick anyone I want out. That's a good impression. <laughs> Spot, on. Like Spot on. Right? Yeah. I, I know. I, I, yeah. I, I, I yeah. You that's should. pretty good. You do Asian very well. <laughs> good work. Oh man. I'm going to tell my agent. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> agent. Not, <laughs> tell you who's also wow. Asian. We're, no, we're, Wordplay We're getting weird here. Oh, Louis, who is, I actually just realized, is 47. Yeah. Which is fairly, like, fairly young for, like, the world. And I'm just thinking, like, I could see both ways. That if you're 24 and you own a shop in the middle of Manhattan, that means you probably haven't failed at all. So Shoot, you huh? don't, so you don't have any reason to look to, you don't have any reason to look to someone who may have failed and then succeeded, because that's all... That's all success is to at least but you the know, older generations. You failed a bunch and you learned and then you succeeded. Whereas if you're 24 and you run that shop, there's a good chance you didn't fail at all. Like you worked your way up, got some money, and then just opened it. We we don't know that or she just yeah. inherited it or whatever. I mean, it's just... It's just another example of Louis getting knocked down yep. when he's, you know, I'm so confident I'm in the right, blah, blah, blah. And then out of nowhere, she flips the script and says... I shouldn't have to care about you. I own my own store in Manhattan. You don't matter anymore. You're jealous of young people. And he's like, you're and that's right, how I am. What, See what I really didn't like is he was, he really though wanted to prove this point. Like, even though he was so perturbed with the copper pots, but he still bought stuff. He still bought. I mean, after that moment, yeah. by, by, I mean, for me, if, if I'm going to any store and I receive customer service like that, I don't care if it's the owner or, a salesperson or whatever, I'm walking out. Or I'm stealing stuff. Or I'm or doing I'm something. Stuff. Yes, I, or I've got to be doing... Especially yes. if it's a big yeah. chain store, which this wasn't, but if it's a big chain store, sometimes right. you just feel... Right. That. Like, this was like Louis's, like, pretty woman, and he, like, failed. <laughs> I mean... A little bit. <laughs> yes. Well, this is, like a, this is Louis's pretty woman, but the store clerk had a legitimate reason for the prejudice. Like, well, no, I'm sorry. I was correct in my assumption. And... <laughs> I mean, the store clerk didn't also know. I mean, here is this pretty popular comedian. I mean, he can yeah. he can do a number on this store if he wanted to. Yep. Um, there is that, and I'm and I'm sure the way Lu- the way Louis writes, there's probably a nugget of truth. Also, him kissing the mannequin. I wrote improv. There's no way you write. You, there's no way you write that down in a script to just um a store clerk is going to blow me off, and then I'm going to make out with a ma- I'm going to kiss a mannequin because that was like the only the person giving him attention. Yeah, like, but that, I feel like that's... I don't think he wrote it that way. I think he just wrote that scene. Probably right. And then noticed a mannequin and was like, well, I'm the director. <laughs> I'm just, hey, can you just shoot me making out no, with this mannequin and yeah. we might use it? No question, though, gentlemen. Are, do you guys feel entitled? Are you guys like this 24-year-old Asian? I mean... I'm not I, Asian, if that's what you're asking. I... I <laughs> Wow. Wait. I should wait. I'm colorblind. I am colorblind. I am racist. Um, you know, I'm just saying, like, everything is all, everyone is all the same to me. Oh, no. I mean, is. In <laughs> sense of that scene, I am, I would just, if, if I was Louis, then I would just completely go off on that woman and just, and leave. That's what I would be. Me so, too. Yeah. Or, I don't think there would be a second guess. Like, honestly, if I were, if I were Louis, I would have insisted, like, no, no, I, I'm really interested in buying these pots and then make her, make her do all that work, take them out. 
and then say, I was actually really interested in buying yeah, these leave. pots, but you were re- you were rude to me. And then leave. Mic drop. That's, Mic that's, drop. Yeah. Boom. that's called Kaufman justice, is what, that, that's, what that's awesome. called. Could I chime in for Please. This? Please, John. If if she was doing something to me like that, I would. <laughs> that's good. That's and then just kick her. This is when, a, this is when John could be pit. creative. This is his yes. creative this is, a part of the day. Yes. We're his creative outlet for Thursdays. I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I love well, speaking it. Speaking of justice. <laughs> I, well, before we get get to that, the, I, there was a joke on Reddit oh, last right. week. There was a joke on Reddit last week that I thought was just hysterical. It made it to the front page in a second, which was, if I had a nickel for every time someone from the baby boomer generation told me that I'm destroying it, that I'm destroying the earth... I'd have enough time to buy a house in the in the housing market that they destroyed. That's a good quote. That's the joke. Whoa. It's a good. It's a thinker. Thank you. Deep. It's it's a mic dropper. It hits you hard. Um, but speaking of justice and Kaufman <laughs> justice, uh, Louis's sister, who's been played by multiple actresses in this show, because Louis, does, this show doesn't like to have a through no a through line the whole way through. It, it, everything should stand by itself, and that's really cool. Makes it easy to just jump in at any time. Um, but in this world, Louis' sister almost married a guy named Lenny, who's now a cop, or probably was always a cop, and said 19 years. Which, how well do you know your almost brother-in-law? I don't think that, I don't, <laughs> well, I don't think you'd want to get to know him after learning well, of his personality. Well, it's your almost brother like, I mean, yeah. I mean, even if he was close with him at the time, it's clear they're not close now. Like, he didn't know he was a cop, that that was the first thought. No. Right. Yeah, well, it's also, a, they actually didn't know each other as actors either. Uh, when Louis was on uh, Opie and Jimmy's show, he said he had another actor lined up for that position. Really? He wouldn't tell us what who it was, because he didn't want to bash him yeah, or anything. Yeah. But he said, they called up Michael Rappaport last minute, and he said he didn't even talk to him on set. And the first time they even spoke to each other was that first scene of him coming out of the car. That's awesome. And he said, he's like, I just wanted to keep it like that. Plus, for the characters, they hadn't seen each other in forever. And it's just first time we ever talked was like that. And he's and he immediately loved his decision on Michael Rappaport. And as soon as I saw him come out of the car, I'm like, this this is going to be oh, this man. Is gonna be I, fun. I love everything Michael Rappaport's <laughs> Michael done, Rappaport. including the Tribe Called Quest documentary he directed. Yeah, and eating. I've always loved that. Yes. <laughs> or even he had, a, he had a show on Fox. He had a show on Fox called War at Home that was actually very well written. Yeah. Very well written that like, people were not watching. I, I have to say, I mean, have you ever had that where a cop in a parked car on the microphone when you're walking you know I, hey hey you you that that is ha- that is yes, I've actually that had to me um, and that's really embarrassing I've actually had I'm a just moment, saying I've actually had a moment where I was crossing the street in Hollywood and someone I knew happened to be at that light and I had a green light so I had time to stop and talk to them and we kind of lost track within like the 20 second conversation you can have and I wound up stuck in the middle of the intersection on Hollywood Boulevard and a cop pulled up and just said, get out of the street. And I just said, I explained to him very politely, but I can't, like, I'm in the middle of the street until the light changes. That's on me. But I'm safely in the middle of the street, to which he said, get out of the street again, to which I just had to jump in front of a cop car and jaywalk in front of a cop car because the cop screamed twice at me to get out of the street. And that was that was my life at that moment. Awesome. And I just had to deal awesome. with that. Did he also? Did he also yell? Uh, Don't let me see you molesting kids anymore. Oh no, he oh, that okay. was all right. At least I didn't hear them say that. <laughs> yeah, and if I heard a cop yell that to another person, I'd be more worried that the cops letting that person walk away. <laughs> yeah, but this I I feel though you you both of you mentioned the great work uh, Michael has done, but 
this was a stellar acting job on yes. his part. I mean, he he really he was a spiral, uh, just a downward spiral. This entire scene. And you I'm, were saying you had a friend like that. I did have a, yeah, I do. I mean, I did have a friend like that. Yeah. You know, he puts on this frat boy, hey, whoa, yeah. you know, sports, whoa, and and then it's it's um yeah. it's a facade. Frat boys, yeah. and yeah. Asian women. Uh, These just, impressions are coming out. I love I'm, it. I'm hearing it. <laughs> oh man! But everyone always um, has that friend. It's like just overly aggressive yeah. and just kind of like nudging you and just. I, I love how he just humiliates him like twenty times, and he just take Louis just takes every and I love, bit of pain. And I love how in that first scene, it's so over the top that I thought it was a one, like if it were any other show, that would be the character. It would yeah. be very one dimensional, and it's like ah, I'm a, he's always going to revert back to ah, even when like he's lost his gun, like that could be all just one big prank, so he could ultimately just be like ah, I'm some dude, like essentially Dean Norris's character on breaking like the first two seasons of Breaking Bad, yeah. Like where he's just he's just that cop, like yeah. that jo- that macho dude. Yeah. Whereas like I like that we had that turn pretty quick, like within two commercial breaks, we get that turn to just be like, nobody likes me. Like I've spent 19 years on the force and I have negative 50 friends. I'm never gonna move up. I've been a patrolman the whole time, and like my almost bro- I'm hanging out with my almost brother-in-law at a bar because I can't get into the Knicks game like I thought I could. Right. Well, he he can't. Here's a guy. He can't. He wants to control everything, and he can't control anything. No. He, he wants. He wanted. He's first of all. He's living in the past. He's he's living. He thinks that his golden age was when I guess he was with Louis's sister. Mm-hmm. He thinks in this fantasy world that Louis was his best friend, which we've already been through. Yeah. If I, I would not be friends with my ex's brother-in-law you know yeah. or, you know, or sis, you know, your I mean, sister's sis, your yeah, sister's almost right your sister's fiance i guess yeah, yeah at one point i mean and then i mean he thinks he has control he's like oh let's go to the Knicks game i have floor seats he can't get in because he wanted to get in a illegitimate yeah. way by just showing his badge i mean he thinks he has control by carrying his gun he loses his gun mm-hmm yeah, he has no control. I think from the beginning, I, I think that uh, he never thought he could. I bet he tries. Oh my Party. gosh! I know. We almost had a foul. <laughs> um, I think that he thinks he could get in. I love the water spillage here. He never thought he could actually get in the game. That was just to get Louis' attention, and he's probably pulled that on. He's probably never gotten in the that back door of MSG ever that. in his life. He's just he just fronts a big game and is like, oh, I guess we'll go to a bar. You know, blah, blah, blah. Or, and I then think, he finds Louis, and Louis's always the outlet. He's like, oh, I can talk my ear off to Louis and take advantage yeah, of him. Because Louis will just kind of take it and be empathetic. And, yeah. And it got to a point where even Louis is just like, you know what? I don't want to be around you or talk to you. Well, yeah. He's, or deal when, with when you. When he's saying you're below average and you're kind of fat. <laughs> like, that's, oh, wow. That's, that's good. The sitcom nice he laughed is what, is what that... Is that what that gets? Uh, but yeah, he's, uh, he, Louis, as we see, Louis hits the end of his rope at, uh, at one point as, <laughs> as we're getting paper towels for our oh, friend yeah. here. Hey, hey, so, you know, action uh-huh. sequence, so, okay? Things happen. Action sequence. It brings us closer together, gentlemen. Yeah. Yes. Guys, we are unsupervised we, right now. That's oh, yeah. true. That's yeah, true. Completely unsupervised yes. here this in the still- studio. John, our engineer has left. This is the vault. We 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 we, we can peek out. We can peek out in volume. We can uh, say cuss words. That's true. We didn't do any of those That's things true. while you were away. We're just saying we could have. Could have. <laughs> Thank you. Kay. Thank you. But you're behaving there. Okay. <laughs> where are, where were we? Ooh. But in the, in that moment, 
in that moment, Louis tells him, like, I can't be around you. And you you hurt me. Like, I feel hurt because of you. To which, instead of just blowing it off like that one-dimensional character would do, the dimension starts to come out of, like, well, how do you think that makes me feel? That nobody likes me. Like, nobody at all. And it makes it very me-centric and very, like, ultimately weird and, like, obviously a control freak. But, like, he starts to break down a little. That yeah. nobody likes me. How do, sometimes I think of just taking my gun and putting it in my mouth, and he realizes he doesn't have his gun. Yeah. And has... He can't even control his own suicide attempt. No. Yeah, if I were Louie, I wouldn't even gone out and looked for it, because now you just gave him his weapon for his suicide again. I just would have been like, hey, why don't you just go hit the bricks, buddy? But Louie, he's a kind-hearted soul. No, but I, I'm pretty sure at that point it's a matter of helping a person. Yeah. it's be, that That goes beyond... That goes beyond, like, the night of just... Where it's like, no, no, that's probably a career-ending mistake that yeah. I should probably calmly and coolly help you work through. And maybe if you remember this whole situation, you'll remember how I handled it and how you could you later in your life. That's never... You know. You won't. People people don't change that quickly. Yeah. And ab- people don't change that abruptly or quickly, but it's nece- like those are necessary ways to work through things. You know, I mean, for... I would not want him as a cop i mean for a patrolman that freaks out and goes through those Mm. panic attacks that easily and has those kind of anger issues he just walks into louis apartment and trashes it with yeah well because when louis left him there by himself i thought for sure but you're gonna he's gonna wreck your apartment he turned into a wild animal yeah I i thought he was gonna be dead like that, that was that the was show. Your prediction. I just thought he was going to come back to the apartment, and be like Louis is going to do this nice thing and look for an hour for the gun, come back, and you know Lenny's going to be. He would have found some other way to kill himself, but I think he's probably too much of a coward yeah. of a character to. But do I that. think that was also like just his inner monologue of just like I always think about doing that. Yeah. But he's the type of person who would never act on that. Sure, that's just how he feels sometimes, and he has a lot of other things, a lot of other walls he puts up to deal with them. Before he gets to that point where he'll just, he'll neg on anyone who will listen. He'll try to get into places. He'll, he'll probably abuse his power as a police officer to do all those things. So, like, I don't think the suicide, like, there'd ever be a suicide attempt as much as that's a deep, dark thought. How great was, <laughs> how great was, uh, you, I'm, I'm jumping, I know I'm Please. jumping to the very end, but with the, uh, the knitting, like, what would you even call that? Like, the old school home improvement, uh, Gag reel. What did they call those back in the day? Like the laugh a blooper reel. Yeah, like a blooper yeah. thing well, at like the end. Like the one blooper at the end with the knitting scene. Yeah, yeah it was great crochet. because you could see how much. I guess I, I saw it as Michael making that character his own. Yeah, and Louis screws up knitting, and he's like, "Is that my fault?" And then he just start. <laughs> his lip starts quivering like he's gonna cry. He's like the weakest individual ever. Yeah. But you knew Louis sees that, and he's like, "I can't like." That's something great that this character would do, and then they just lose it. But I love it. I love that those two just just laughing. Oh. Like, that was a great way to I'm, end the show. I'm also shocked to I'm also shocked to hear that Michael Rappaport and Louis C.K. have never met until this episode. He said they yeah that. But I mean, I guess seems, why would they cross paths? I mean, that's kind of seems improbable. They it's, run in similar circles in the New York. See, I okay. Which, yeah. by guess, the way, really quick, um, you mentioned works by Michael Rapp. My my, Michael Rappaport. My favorite uh, Michael Rappaport is Small Time Crooks, Woody Allen's movie. Oh, yeah. And he, there's a scene where he's digging with Woody Allen, and he's wearing his hat backwards, mm. and he just says, yeah, we're wearing this this way because wearing it backwards is a cool way. <laughs> I just started cracking yeah. up. Just Yeah, it was 
it was, yeah, he he's cool. He doesn't do a lot anymore, but he just kind of shows up every now and then. Exactly. I guess he was on two shows tonight, which is kind of funny. Who was? He was on uh, Matt Rappaport. He was on Blackish. He was on and, Blackish. And, uh, Blackish Louis. is on Thursdays. Yeah, so that's awesome. He just Good popped up out of nowhere. Yeah, I, I like him. show up on two shows. He's the perfect, like, new. if you need someone that's, like, really hardcore New York, he's, like, the go-to guy. Yeah, and, like, a true artist as well. Yeah, he's yeah. He's been around for a while. Like, isn't there a buddy cop, buddy cop movie with him and Eddie Murphy? Is I'm not making that up. I'm pretty sure that's. I think, a, I think it was Nick Nolte. One, no, I'm kidding. No, and or one, one <laughs> and or forty eight hours, or, or Jackie Chan, or one and or both of them are hostage negotiators. I'm pretty sure. Someone, Possibly, someone yeah. in the comments Possibly might be right. Let me know, but I'll probably have already googled it after we end the show. But I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, if you wanted to correct me on where the where that movie is, or anything we've said so far, or just Make, tell us we did yeah. a great job. You can tweet at me at Steve Kaufman, K A U F N A N. Steve, you guys did an amazing, awesome job. Thank you so I'm telling much. You. Yes, and John back there, awesome job too. Yes. So yes, your comments Always. are right here. <laughs> yes. Um, where can the people tweet positive things to you, John? Hope you know positive, negative. Send them my way. It's at Gilkerson Radio on Twitter. Send me some whatever. I don't care. <laughs> you can find me Monis Rose. Uh, website is Restaurant Fiction. Uh, on Twitter, that stands for, um, it's at rest fiction, stands for restaurantfiction.com. You can also listen to me on iTunes. Just search restaurant fiction. I think, uh, for all you guys of Louie and all the other FX shows, uh, check it out. I think you might find some interesting material on that. Yeah. And I already. His glasses look like Louie's too. Yeah. He's got Louie's glasses. Yeah. Louis, and I already plugged Louis, my Twitter. Louis. So, oh, yeah. Go good night. Good night. Thanks for having us. Thank you. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.